0: I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell.
1: They have got the man out boy. It's for the corner, the is in.
0: Welcome to episode six of the Talking with Giants podcast. Just when you think we're on course for the playoffs, they reel you back in. The Huddersfield Giants went down by thirty-eight points to twelve at a resurgent Wakefield Trinity. In the stands, hissing and spitting like a wildcat was Jake Rowlands, who has plenty to say on that performance, as does, I am sure, our cohort Nathaniel Wood. I am Matt Shaw. Let's kick off, maybe literally, uh, Wakefield 38, <laughs> Huddersfield Giants 12. Uh, let's let let's dive straight in. Uh, I think there were some raised eyebrows maybe at the team selection to start the game and maybe with good cause because the first half, let's just say, it probably wasn't the best, was it, Jake?
2: No, I mean, for me, when I saw team sheet, I you know raised my eyebrows, as you said, and I thought, you know, all the actual bots being pl- played the last couple of games for Wakefield at fullback. We brought him in here for that purpose if we did get an injury at fullback but yet Watson seems really reluctant to play him so for me it's an absolute waste of a signing, waste of money waste of Ken's money Um, because obviously Gaskell's pulled up we've got Bot there ready to slot in at fullback, Darnell's been going extremely well on the wing and he had the worst game I have ever seen from a Super League fullback. It just everything he did was just absolutely off. It was just it was just way off. Every pass that he made, you know, ended up in a Wakefield hands. Went out into touch. Dropped a couple of you know dropped a couple of bombs. Um, and that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say it's all Daniel's fault because um, it's not. But you know, he played out of position. But I have heard in the past, coaches say that his preferred position is for himself is fullback. Well. I'd advise him not to not to do that personally, and I'm not an expert, or you know, but he's a much better winger than he's fullback. Um, I did call for him to play fullback earlier in the year, but the more I see him there, you know, he's just he's just way off being a fullback. He's a he's a very very good young Super League winger, um, but yeah, I mean in terms of performance, you know, just just from start, I mean, whenever a team gets you know gets a yellow card or a Cimbinin, a red card, Giants never capitalise. We never do, and I don't know why that is it's you know we just we seem to play worse when a team goes down to um you know 12 men and i don't know why that is i really don't but if you look over course the last few years it's all the same whereas if when roles are reversed and we get a simbin in you know we generally concede a couple of tries just think as attitude we're all wrong from start to finish you know i think we go into these games thinking we're better than teams like wakefield and you know we can just turn up and win and we come a cropper all the time because um, we're not much better than Wakefield, you know. We've got no injury with two injuries from what you know, well, one injury and one absentee from what would have been our strongest 17. So we've got absolutely no excuses to put a performance like that together. Are absolutely disgusted, um, you know. Some players, I, I, due to family reasons at home, I left early because I thought I can't stick I can't stand through that, you know, when I've got issues going on at home. So I left about 15 minutes early. so I didn't see our two tries. Um, a lot of people messaged me afterwards to say, you know, the players didn't even come and clap the fans, only a handful. I think that's really poor, and it says a lot. Um, and you know, Ian Watson. Well, I was disappointed with Ian Watson at the start of the game because he didn't even, not even look up. He didn't acknowledge the fans at all either. Which I thought, were, well, you know, being so close, I thought, you know, just a wave or a clap would, would you know, it made a lot of fans day. You know, you know, first time seeing him and didn't even sort of didn't even look up to do that.
1: Oh. Straight,
2: straight over to the bench, and you know, I But oh, wow, you know that. Didn't, that that to me is a bit bit strange. And you know, it was just just one of them games. You know, everything we did, we we're just we were just off. we were just way off, absolutely way off. And to top it off, as best players, probably going to be out for a while now. You know, Josh Jones. Um, it just capped off a really really poor day. To be honest, I will let Nat have his say uh, now.
0: <laughs> Quite a lot to digest
2: yeah, there, I'm
1: Nat. Not... He <laughs> yeah, probably took words out of my mouth. Um... I agree completely regarding the Oli Oli Ashraf situation. Um, why move your winger to play fullback and a centre to play a wing when you've got a you brought a fullback in there? Um, it wasn't like Oli Ashall was at the club before Watson turned up. Watson brought him into the club once Ashton Golding got injured. So you know, Ash- Oli would have started the first game of the season, I presume, if he didn't get injured against Leeds in the pre-season. So why all of a sudden now do we feel it's reluctant to use him? So is there a fitness yeah, issue? Yeah, maybe was raised at that point when I saw the team. Um, everything else I thought was fine with team selection. I thought there was nothing else wrong with the team. I thought Gavit were the obvious. replacement for Luke Yates, who was suspended, so no arguments for me there. Um, Gardner, Darnell, no, I don't think he's a full-back. i have put my hand up, I admit, I don't think he's a full He's a very, very good Super League winner. I think he should stay there, but I felt a bit sorry for him. I like to try and stick up for him I like Darnell and, you know, he did have, it was a hot day and it was concentration issues and he had one of them days and his confidence must have been, you know, was shattered straight away and we he tried. he never give up trying and that was my big thing for him that, fair play, you kept your up and you kept trying and one pass went to touch and then his, his forward pass, they were, down, they were down to 12 and unfortunately that was probably the turning point that we didn't score on that set if he kept all the ball and. We kept going. We could have scored six all. It's A total different game than what it turned out to be. Um But he tried. He, he kept going. He kept going. And I can only praise him for that. Didn't have a great afternoon. He'll know that himself. So there's no need for us to come on here for me and, and give him a load of stick. And he'll know that he's, he's not played well. And Watson, I'm sure, I told him himself. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole afternoon, the whole the whole of the first half. We were never at the races. Um, you could tell straight away we were at the races. wait for making more yards from their sets than we were, um, which I thought a bit shame, especially when they have the Fafita on the bench. could sort of understand if Fafita started the game, but he was on the bench, and they were still making 40, 50 metres a set and we want. So I thought it was going to be a slow start, James, like I did it lead the week before, but unfortunately we went 30-0 down at half-time, and I'm more disappointed with some of the actuality of the players. I think... I don't mind losing, and I pay me Monday every week to go watch them, and I don't mind losing. But when I start questioning the attitude of certain players, and some of the players in the middle, are, you know, one of the tries, Joe Westman, had four men on his back next to the try line, and he just turned over and planted the ball down. It's like, well, we're not speaking to each other. What, you know, that's too easy. And for feet, i had bust about three tackles in the middle of the field for their try, just for half time to make it 30-0, and... We were, we're not that bad of a team. You know, we defended quite well all season, even though we've lost the first three or four games. We defended quite well. And, yeah, like Jake said, we were way off, unfortunately, in first half. But, you know, I, I was quite happy with the second half, from us to be fair. So,
0: I'm just wondering you know, I mean, if there, there is a bit of an issue with Ashall Bolt, if he's maybe got a fitness issue, perhaps. But. Um, Da, um, well, he can't,
1: well he, can't, he can't. have
2: really because he played for Wakefield last week. You know, he's come back and this this, this sung his praises. You know what? Sung his praises with his performances. And for me, Kudjo on the wing, what biggest biggest one? Because Kudjo's has not played on wing for. I can't ever, ever imagine ever remembering Kudjo being on wing. I know I know Bruno played a couple of games on there, but Leroy came through. He played a couple of games at fullback and a couple of games, and then he's, and then he's moved to centres, he And he's spent his whole career in centres and. It's not just that they swapped him from right-hand side, where he's played all his career, to left wing. And I just find, you know, he's, he's big, he's slowed down a lot now, Leroy, compared to what he was five, six years ago. And I just thought that were a, a really strange selection. Um you know
1: it. I it. Mean, it's on what, a small pitch. So true. You don't need pace. You need no. strong, strong mentor. I, I didn't mind the Leroy move, but, like I say, Leroy, for me, wouldn't have played because if I saw box fit, he should have been should, should a yeah. fullback for me. But look, well, I keep saying it. Watson knows what he's doing, and I trust him. And he may think he got it wrong now. Looking back in hindsight, he may think he got it wrong. But it wasn't his fault. The, the team selection wasn't the reason we lost for me. Um, no,
2: no,
1: it, it wasn't. Was still, it was still for me the attitude of the players in the first half, mm. which, like Jake said, they probably turned up expecting to win. And no game itself Super is a given for me.
2: I said it a couple of weeks ago, though, that the issue that we have is other teams can get five, six, seven players injured and they can seem to, you know, work together as a team and come through, you know, some some games, you know, look at Leeds. I mean, they've had half of the squad injured all year and they're still right on, you know, two points with behind us, you know, so when they get the players back, I, I anticipate Leeds will be well ahead of us come season's end in terms of league standing. But, you know, we have a couple of players that you are know, missing, Yates and Gaskell. It shouldn't be enough to disrupt the team like that, you know. I mean, I know Gavett's not not a quarter of the player Luke Yates is, but, you know, he still is coming in. You'd you expect him, you know, expecting him to have a big game because, you know, he's been out of the team a few weeks. But, again, really poor performance, you know, ran in a couple of knock-ons and just looks just looks to be blowing after 10 minutes. His fitness levels are just way off for me. Um. But again, like I said, Gaskell and um, Yates, our team, that's the only changes we had. And it seems to just disrupt and we just fall to pieces. And that's happened numerous times over the past as well. You know, I was thinking last week, I was looking at the squad and looking at all the players that are fit, that can't get a game, like your Wilsons, your Golding, you your know, Ashton Golden now and some others. And I thought, oh, we've got loads of strength and depth. But then you see a performance like that with just two players out and you think, have we? <laughs>
1: you know, you just... <laughs> I think it was just a coincidence that we had them two players out. I don't believe it's all to do with Gaskell Luke Yates. I, mean, I think Luke Yates, we're probably sure yesterday. that Luke Yates is probably our leader in that in them forwards. And he's the one that holds it together with all his tackles and his work right in the middle of the field. Gaskell's organisation, you could tell, where he's obviously a lot, lot better than what we had yesterday. So, yeah, we missed him, the two quality players that we had, But still, I just think it was a massive coincidence that them two are missing and we've turned up. Even if them two are playing, I don't think them two make a massive difference to what happened. And I think it was one of them days, I don't think it's all to panic about, you know, you actually want to go back and look at the Super League scores from the whole weekend. Salford lose by what? 50 points. Wigan by forty eight. Cass by fifty odd. No one expects them results. So in the hindsight, our results not that bad. We've just no. had one of them days and we got got to make sure that's the only odd, the only bad day we have this season.
2: I get that, but I'm looking at the fixtures now and I'm thinking, which team are more likely to bounce back from a drubbing? Huddersfield Giants or Wigan Warriors? I'd have to say nine times out of ten Wigan. So I'm looking at that game now and thinking, even with Hardacre missing, that's a very, very, very tough game. One that I can probably see as losing now, which, you know if we'd have won this weekend I'd have probably seen us picking up you know picking being on a bit of a roll but I don't know it's a big big game for boys now and they've got to to show what they're made of but if we want to make that top six we've got to win games like that and we're losing you know just as many games against teams below us than what we are you know teams above us and I think if we want to make the top six we've got to start beating likes of Wakefield we can't keep losing to to teams like that if we've got ambitions to make the playoffs Um, so we've we've got a long way to go now for me
0: let me just fast forward one of the item agendas then, because uh, one of the discussion points that we've got is: Did we, me in particular, get too carried away after a couple of wins? Uh, this side, for me, is probably bound to be a little bit inconsistent due to it being very new in what Ian Watson's trying to bring. You know, it's you know they're not um, a, you know you look at Adrian Lamb's got Wigan. You know, he's had them a couple of years now. You know, Ian Watson's pretty much had these a couple of weeks. You could you could pretty much say on the back of nine you know nine games. Uh, losing, you know, it's not, it's not something I think that you can just turn a switch and all of a sudden become this tight ty- that this team that wins seven, eight, nine, ten games in a row and, and romps through to the playoffs. So I think these things, these blips, if you if you like, do happen. I think there's maybe a danger. You know, it's like a roller coaster in sport, isn't it? There's there's a famous old Huddersfield Town, well, not very famous, infamous ex Huddersfield Town manager always used to say, "Don't get too high when we win, and don't get too low when we lose." And I think maybe there's a danger that we've got too, high. Uh, like I say, me in particular got too high last week with. With winning, and then maybe we shouldn't get too low this week because it's you know at the end of the day it's sport. It's a new a new team, pretty much you know a load of new players together. And to, even taking two players out seems to have really sort of altered the balance and the equilibrium of, of, of the entire team. And maybe this will happen with a new team. You know, this I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. And you know, whereas it's disappointing to lose, you know, thirty nil at half. You're going in thirty nil at half time. This is a very new bunch of players and new coach put together. Is there just a case of these things will happen, and then as the season goes on, Nate, will they sort of become more consistent as they become more familiar with what Ian Watson demands of them and what you know each other's strengths and weaknesses are?
1: Yeah, for me, it'll come. Um, like you said, we've got to remain patient. Like Wakefield and okay they operate to come in the bottom three, but the, them two teams now they've been together two, three years. They know each other. The coach have been there. Now they've set their what they want their processes and stuff into their team and. That's what we're still we're still trying to get in. Yeah, we beat Lee, as we expected, but for me, I expected as though, I had to say we had a 50% chance of, of losing as Warrington and beating Wakefield, so we just switched them around. You're actually where most people expect Huddersfield to be after the last four games. Mm. You know, the last four games, we've had Wakefield, Lee, Warrington and Leeds. you probably say you should be winning three of them and maybe the Warrington one. So you're not, you know, you switch it around, you've actually still won three of the four. For it's me, not bad. Not bad, nothing yet to panic about Stick with Watson. He's you know he will get it right. Mm. Watson's first year at Salford, they survived in a million pound game. He then took them to a grand final, Challenge Cup. We can't get carried away. You've got to stick with him. He will come good. We know he's a top class coach. He proved that at Salford. He'll prove it out at us. But we've just got to learn, Like Normally, when giants do this, we have three or four of them a season where we play like we did in that first half on a Sunday, and we like to say we have three or four of them a year. Well. If Watson can iron that out and say that's our only one the year, then I mean, that's an improvement for me. We're still two points off top six. Absolutely nothing to worry about just yet. Just stick with them. keep going, and what you know, whatever will be will be. But hopefully, I'm still thinking we'll be in the top six. Queen of the end, Watson will get it right. i was going to say
0: though, Nate, the signs of a uh, you know, in terms of just sport in general, the t- uh, you know, when you look at a team that are losing, um, a team that sort of capitulates and gets hammered at the end shows a, a sign of. Um, sort of bad, you know, not much togetherness, you know, uh, You know, a team that perhaps doesn't bond very well together in the fact that things gradually get worse and maybe they're ones that don't believe in the coach. But to be fair, at the end of this game, they've scored a couple of tries and maybe the, the scoreline looks a little better than maybe what it should do. But again, little things like that, are perhaps positive signs moving forward as well that, you know, this team, instead of losing 50-0, you know, lost 38-12. So maybe there are little little shoots of... You know, green shoots of recovery there. That maybe things aren't as bad as what it felt like yesterday. Perhaps.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I said earlier, I was quite happy with the second half. Um, I know a lot of people wanting the left early. I get that, but that's each their own. I stayed right to the end, and I saw both tries, and I saw how hard they worked. And they didn't celebrate the tries. You know, they still knew that they'd been they'd been off, they'd been beat. It's nothing to smile about. It's nothing to laugh about. Um, but you look back at the two tries we conceded in the in the second half, which were the only two, that would be because they made interceptions on their own try line because we're just trying to force it because we're still trying to get back into the game. And that's the attitude to have. They didn't just say, you know what, we're 30 nil down, let's complete the second half, keep it to zero, not conceding, we'll lose 30 nil. They didn't do that. They kept trying, they kept pushing, they kept trying to get back into this game. And it were two interceptions that cost us. You know, Joe Green to try to pass the 20-yard ball across field, which... Mason it you know, they picked it off and went full length. And I can't remember what chucked the other one. And Kershaw, you know, we tried going over the top to the winger and Kershaw intercepted and they ended up going downfield. So we're probably not saying they're better team in the second half, but we're on power with Wakefield. You know, they didn't do anything in the second half to, to where we we sort that defensive problems out. You know, I'm sure what our spoke to him about it and got into him at the half time break about that and they sorted that out. So look, second half for me, very pleasing. They didn't, like I said, they didn't give in, they didn't lose 50-60-0, and let, go back to Castleford, they were, what, 20 points down at half-time, 30 points down themselves, and the second half, they carried on, and don't give me this bullshit that they had a chance cup semi-final, that's what we forward to, the players don't think like that, your fans might want to think like that, but your players will not be thinking like that, they're playing for a semi-final spot, so none of them were putting in that performance on purpose, but they give in, they, you know, they're soon, we didn't I like to choose differently in the second half, and that's you know, the, the behind Watson, Watson's got their respect, mm-hmm. they're all buying into what Watson's doing, but just for me, we just had a bad 40 minutes, and yeah. it's like I say, it's a coincidence from the players being out, it's just one of them days where, unfortunately for Super League as a whole, four of them teams had them afternoons, didn't they, and in, the la- in the last round of Super League, so for me, yeah, don't worry right? it, second half we picked up, and the process is we won the second half and we didn't get nil, so... For, for me,
2: though, you've got you've, we've, an issue we've got is we need to start raising this game for these teams. You know, we, we seem to you can tell with the first five, ten minutes from every time we play St Helens, you know, we, we're there. You know, when we played Warrington, we look, you know, we're straight offline, smashing into tackles, you know, aggressive defence. And then when we play it like of so okay, it's just lackadaisical stuff. And it's like, why? You know, we're not we're not world beaters. We haven't been for, you know, we've it's years since we won league leader shield you know we're not that club we're more nearer a Wakefield the whole KR Salford current current Salford side than what we are a, a Wigan St. Ellen's you know aren't we in all honesty we're, we're more near right. bottom end, bottom teams than we are top teams so we need to look at them games thinking these are games we need to get up for we need to win these games but we don't we don't have that, that right attitude and that summit Watson's got to got to change quickly because I've I'm, I'm not seen a change in that from last year attitude wise oh. towards them games
1: I know we've lost all Kiara and Wakefield, so people will say we're close to them, but we're not. We can beat these top teams. We can beat the St. Helens. We proved that last year. You know, Before the pandemic, we went to St. Helens and we beat them. We can beat Wigan. We beat Warrington this year. We can beat them top teams on a regular basis. I completely agree with what you're saying. The lesser teams are such as your will, Kiars and Wakefield, that's no disrespect to them because they're all strong teams. Yeah, we probably do need to raise this game, but that's not... Watson has got to try and fix that, but Sam Wolford had that problem, Paul Anderson had that problem, Rick Stones had that problem, and no one's been able to put a finger on it. That's something that Watson will get right, and I'm confident he will get that right because, from what I hear from the players, you know they all respect him. He's, he's a great coach, and I was actually told recently that he's probably the best coach this club's had in a long time.
2: I can, I can, I can agree with that. You, you can see, that. you can just see the way he analyzes the game, and uh, you know after after game and. He sees what a lot of fans see. Well, when, when Wilford used to discuss, you know, and Rick Stone, I used to be, I used to think, what planet are they on? You know, <laughs> when stuff they used to say after games. Whereas Watson, I do believe everything he says. You know, when he's in his post post game interviews. But you know, I also feel like a lot of players don't give a shit if there's fans there or not. You know, other people might feel differently. I don't. I feel like, you know, a lot of Giants players, maybe 50% of them, couldn't give a crap if there's 200, 300, 400 fans in the stand, or whether there's none. Um, You know, some of them you can see it means a lot to them. But, you know, every time we get like a decent following, and I thought there were quite a few there at Wakefield. You know, last time that happened, you know, when we had a big following, we were Headingley two years ago uh, on Bank Holiday, and we did exactly the same there, you know, 30 nil down at half time. We just don't seem to react to. When more fans come through gate, and I think that you know, I think that has a bit of an impact in future away games and away fans making trip over, because I know a couple of people that went, you know, on Sunday, you know, for day out, bank holiday, thinking, oh, you know, I'll, I'll make the effort to go. Don't really go to many away games, and then they came away from that thinking, why would I bother going to another away game again? You know, and sad to, sad to. You know what What, what do you say to them really when they're not when they're just like you know new fans in terms of away games and stuff and and venturing out. You know, what, what can you say when only two times have been we've been 30 nil down at, at half time, uh, you know, but it's
1: each to their own, right? Like, like you said, people walked out yesterday and I stayed right to the end. and I know exactly which players came over to clap these fans and see the fans and which players walked off down the tunnel. and like I've said, I made it quite clear with Twitter feed to the people that walked off the tunnel. I think you're an absolute disgrace. You get paid a hell of a lot of money to play rugby league. You put that sort of performance in. I don't get paid half as much as these be players to do my job, but I had to spend £25 yesterday, and I'm more on my train ticket and the food and drink to go and watch them teams, just for them to walk straight off down a tunnel at the end of the game, which I absolutely think is a disgrace. Not just because me, but there's actually kids that stay to the 80th minute to get the photos because they haven't seen their heroes for 14 months. So just to say hi and just get photos for them to walk off and not give a shit about us, and I don't agree with it one bit, and I've you know, I made it quite clear. to, I've tagged Giants in it, I've made it quite clear to people at the club, that I'm not happy that they're doing you want your fans. You say that fans are important to you, or tell your players to prove it. You know, fair play to your Michael Lawrence and your Leroy Cudjoe's, your James Gavits, who, you know, James Gavitt gets a lot of stick, but he still came over to face the fans after that. You know, fair play to lads that even stood in the middle of the pitch and applauded and didn't want to come right over. I get it, you're embarrassed, you're probably annoyed, you're upset that you played like that. Other players like your Aiden Season, your Jack Coggers, who just walked off, it's a disgrace. I know that's what you might do in the NRL, but over here, you just don't do it. You come and say thanks to the fans and see the kids that haven't seen you for 40 months have turned up. Jack Cogger, I can excuse him because he's on his second game in front of fans and he probably didn't think, probably didn't realise. But Aiden Season, you've been here now long enough to know, you, especially as club captain, you come and say thanks to your thanks for staying to the 80th minute and hopefully he gets told that from now on he needs to do that because I'm not here to ban players and slag players off. That's not me at all. I'll stick by him. I'll be at Wigan. I'll be it soft. I'll be it next away game if I can. You know, I love doing it. I love following him. and I stayed to the 80th to clap them off even though they were they were beating. I stayed to clap off the field because of their second half performance. They never give in. They made me proud of the second half how they didn't give in. So I stayed to clap them off and it annoyed me a bit how we don't get no appreciation for staying. Singing 80 minutes. We sang for 80 minutes. Not once did anyone shout any abuse onto the field. We were having a laugh of him. We were, you know we were singing about kicking a drop goal at 38 nil, so we didn't get nil. There were no abuse from the players. So there was no reason for me to walk off. I know they're embarrassed. I know they're hurting just as much as us. I'm not saying they're not, but all it takes is a little just to come and see the young fans who have stayed to see you. But hopefully Watson fans realizes that's happened and tells them to come... No, next time
0: that they come over and sort it out. Look, fan and player togetherness can go a long way in sport. So you know it's something that the club should really look to foster and you know get everybody on board and everybody pushing in the ra- in one direction because we've seen in in Huddersfield in 2013, you know, and and before and after that in the rugby and 2017 in in the football, you know, you can see. You know, the strength of, of bond between supporter and, and player and, and the club in general, you know, all pushing in one direction can do really good things. So, hopefully, that's something that they,
1: is. they'll sort you know, out. like last, last year. Last year, before the pandemic, we beat Salford away, and the players and the coaches, every single one of them, came over to the side of the pitch to the fans and all high fived. The fans had pictures taken, and Sky cameras were all there and they scanned it down, and everyone caught on, and everyone on social media saying that's the schemes they wish that their clubs had. The fans have come same over. At, same
2: at Hulke. away last year, wasn't it? Just before the pandemic. They all came yeah,
1: over. They
2: all came over. then, why when just...
1: you lose, do you not come over? No. Why when you lose? Yes, I get they're embarrassed. I get they're you know, I understand that. But so are the 300 Giants fans that are in the stand who actually paid money to watch it. It's just a bit of appreciation. And don't lose. The one thing that I'm proud of to be a Giants fan is that, like Matt said, they have that togetherness, that the fans and players have that interaction, that you go to an away game and there's... The kids actually know the players will come over and see them after the game, and that's what makes the kids excited to go to the away games as much as anything else. If they stop doing that, I do feel that you know, families will stop going to away games because the kids will also want to. It's you know, I know from being a little boy myself when I were going to Giants games, I want to interact with the players, and they never did it back then. So now they've got this togetherness and this closeness together, that they should be keeping to that and not walking off. Um, I just thought that I said, like Matt said at the club, address it and just said, Come on, guys, I know it's hurting, but let's sort it out. Shall we move on to
0: um, nicer matters, shall we? Do you know, a couple, uh, lift lift the uh, lift the whole positivity around the podcast, because obviously we're disappointed. But And there's a few players have gone out on loan, haven't they? Um, recently, we sent, you know, the yep. likes of Ashton Golden. How have they done um, over this weekend? Because Bradford, I saw, beat uh, York City Knights, didn't they? And York City Knights are a, a decent team that I. Have a little bit of a soft spot for mainly due to their social media stuff and uh, and Gavin and that what that do the social media there. Uh, how how yeah, how'd the I guys get I tr- on? I tried to have a look into that. Um, Golden came off the bench for Bradford, so I don't
2: know if he came on as fullback or if he came on to play hooker because oh, he did crazy. score. He did he did score his try straight from dummy half, so that made me think that he'd come on to play hooker. Whether that helps him coming straight back into play full, for us, I don't know. But I'm guessing he's getting a little bit of game time. I think um,
1: just, I think goal is just about getting on the pitch. Yeah, you know, getting a bit of game time. So I presume that he'll come yeah. no on the way play as long as he's on the pitch playing for us. Um, I'm not
2: really sure how Ollie Wilson did. I didn't see much reports on his, um, you know, on him coming on, but he came on off the bench for Bradford. Um, you got Louis Senior scored for Oldham. They they got beat, but he scored. Um, I had good reports from Russell, Ollie Russell playing for Halifax. Um, they got beat, and as always, Sam Hewitt, who was been at Halifax all year, he, he got go- a good review as well, like he does every week for Halifax. To be fair, um, you know, if if we put another performance like that together over the next couple of weeks, I'd be looking at giving some of these guys a chance because what Watson did say at the start of the season, you know, he came to Huddersfield because we've got, you know, the good academy with players coming through and youngsters. But for me, he seems very reluctant to play these youngsters this far. You know, given the only one I, he's given a chance to reel is Trout. Um, you know, if, if that were always Senior, who had that game at full-back yesterday, he'd be out at team quicker than you could blink. And he's not a full-back, he's a winger as well. So, you know, I've, I'd like to see some of these players come back over the next three or four weeks and be given a chance.
1: Very yeah, good. You also had Ronan Michael, who started for Swinton. Sam Wood scored and started at loose forward for Jewsbury. Yeah. Um, yes, so I think all six who went out, plus you like to say Samuel, which are already there, they all played for the clubs yesterday. They'll all play again this week while we'd have a game, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll all be in contention for the Wigan game if we've got any injuries. or uh, Well, we have no suspensions. Obviously, so there'll be any injuries that yeah. we've got. We've got which. Oh, like, Gavitt's
2: suspended. Done.
1: Yeah, Gavitt. Gavitt Gabbard got sorry, one so. match.
2: Did uh, John Luke Kirby play for Jewsbury again? Oh. Uh,
1: I'm not sure I didn't see that.
2: Because uh, so. I know he played that's a couple right. of weeks ago, didn't he? Which were a bit surprised because uh, I heard last he were out our outfit season, and then we we saw his name uh, yeah. sneak on no, team no, sheet for Dewsbury No, um, so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good these guys are getting game time. You know, it's what they need, especially like Louis Senior. That's been used to having you know ten games a year in Super League for the last couple of years, and it don't look like he's going to get much of a chance this year. So hopefully, it keeps him ticking over.
0: Uh Jake, you also mentioned that you you wanted to discuss uh, players, some players that might be leaving as well. Not just loan this time.
2: Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I don't know how true it is, but you know, there's always whispers and stuff on, you know, when you're at, at away games from some fans. And um, you know, it was said yesterday that maybe Daniel McIntosh has signed for Hull. Um, not sure how true that is. Um, you know, if it is true for me, um, you know, going forward, I'd look to and he has signed and moving on, I'd I'd look to bring Louis Sr. back and get him on the wing. Or, or Sam would um, I don't see you know why we'd be developing um, a player to be moving on at the end of the season I hope it's it's not true when he stays at the Giants because I do think he's a really good winger um, and I think he's been our best winger this year so far you know in the games he has played on the wing so um, touch wood but we do we do keep hold of him
0: I really like Darnell so I'd be pretty gutted if he uh, if he did leave to be honest it'd be a bit like Jake Connor leaving I really like Jake Connor as well so I was really disappointed he left but um who knows? Hopefully, Dan will stay. So, um, if it if it helps, Jake will sing you a song to stay. If um, you know, if it <laughs> make, if it helps the decision process. Um, anyone else, Jake, or is that the only sort of transfer item you've got this week?
2: Um, well, obviously, obviously, I think it's a uh, you know the, a lot of fans seem to be resigned to the fact that Caesar will be leaving at the year's end. Um, it seems to be gathering momentum within support with uh, within supporters. You know, speaking to quite a few before the game yesterday, a lot of people seem seem dead certain that he's leaving. Um, Are you one of those, Nat? Do you seem to think it's going that way?
1: Yeah, from what I've been told, he'll be off. Um, Like I said, I don't know how true it is, I don't know know, how they find out, but yeah, the rumours I'm hearing is, that's just from three or four comments on Twitter and Facebook, I've seen that he's off. Um, I, I think I expect him to go back, to be fair, but you never know. I have to
0: have a little cry on the last podcast of the season if that I happens. I think Gaskell did one.
1: Gaskell one that's been I'm heavily yeah. rumoured to leave. It's Salford yeah. as
0: well, linked as well. I saw Salford. Salford.
1: But, but yeah, I think League Express Plus run at Salford. Have Wakefield. Interested in thing and Wakefield are interested, yeah. So mm. I think Gaskell's is the one high on the list they'll be leaving. And mm. I quite I'm like League Gaskell uh, as well. Yeah, so okay. if you'll be getting us there, it will be leaving. Okay, Do you well, think
2: that plays a part if they are leaving, you know they like to Darnell and Caesar at the end of the year that plays a part in him not coming over to clap the fans at the end of the game?
1: Uh, no, I don't know, I don't think it should. Um it's not been named yet, have they? So as far as we're they're concerned, no. yeah, we should know that they're leaving. So no. just said Darnell is leaving. He we're not supposed to know, so you know, why is there, you know? he should still be coming over we don't know he's leaving it's just rumours rumours are rumours aren't they so yeah true <laughs> um, I don't think I should have played a part no.
0: anyway that could be out with the old and uh, the new that could be coming through uh, the Giants Scholars uh, had a fantastic win over Wigan didn't they and uh, the Academy as well beat Bradford 58-12 with a particular Will Price uh, showing up well against his uh, his dad's former team
1: yeah I've been told that he was absolutely outstanding on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, uh against I think he's got an in kick, seven or eight, maybe even more goals. Um plays full back, plays half, I don't think it makes a difference to him. You know, he's fast, he's skillful. Um, he's got some of his dad traits as well, They he likes to run the ball, he's not an after just ship it off. So yeah, he definitely wants to keep an eye on coming through and like I said, smash shout out to the scholars here. Wigan are renowned for having the, the best scores and best academy around so for any scholars team to go to Wigan and win you know they deserve a massive shout so fair play to you boys well done young lads and like I said keep working hard and follow your dreams because we're lucky to still have an academy which got to us last week didn't we so mm. uh, fingers crossed we'll see a few of them moving to the academy next year and move forward a further on than that
2: Was it the academy that lost to Wigan the week before or was it the scholars have they played them twice
1: because so I saw the a Academy. result
2: from, Was it the Academy Because Academy, Academy got well beaten By Wigan didn't The week before yeah. Um, But yeah Brilliant result for scholars And you know A good result for Academy To pick up their first win as well You know Will Price I think Watson said He would have got some game time In the uh, pre-season friendlies So hopefully You know We give him a first team contract For next season And we uh, You know We can see Likes of um, uh, Will Price And Fenton Rogers And a couple of other lads You know First team next year as well
0: mm exciting times and you know big well done again to the uh, the academy staff there who have really uh, brought the academy on over the last set, you know seven or eight years haven't they to so, to a point whereby uh, they're now producing some good players so uh, another point as well the giants women lost uh, 68-10 against wigan um, just really a note just to keep going you know these things will happen you know a new team put together against a, you know a more established one and uh, hopefully that team keeps going and uh, and keeps doing the, the town proud as well by uh, by performing in super league um, right, guys, I don't think we've got an entire massive amount left. I think we'll go to the uh, Adam O'Brien round, if you like, the Any Other Business, before we, we have a think about uh, the Wigan game. Uh, anything you guys want to bring up that we've maybe not done so far? Maybe just throw a uh, a tap to Jake's way.
1: <laughs> Come on, no. Jake. you have got plenty to say, mate.
2: No, 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 I think I've said everything I want to, want to say, you know, just hope we can get back to that wigging game now, you know, get Darnell back up wing, Gasky back, or bring Ashton Golding back, slotting up full-back, you know, and just fingers crossed Josh Jones is out for too long because it looked a nasty one, did that. Um, so you know, some swelling, I, know I think, it, hasn't he, on his foot, I think. Yeah, looks yeah. like a bad one, so I'm expecting him to be out for quite a while, you know, anything less is a bonus, I suppose, because he's been our best player this year. Uh
1: Nothing from me, just... Um just want more mention, big shout out to a few of the fans that have been listening. Um, I had a few people come up to me last today and tell me they've been listening to it and they enjoy it. So obviously like you say, like you say every week, Matt, thanks for listening. Mm. Um big shout out to Sam Quinn who's listen my mate Sam Quinn who listens in Canada every week and messages me every week about it. So um like I say thanks to the fans that are listening and absolutely like I say, any feedback to come to us. It's nice that we know you're listening and you feel comfortable enough to come up to us in the stands when we're there to Tell us what's happening and tell us how you feel and like might say anything you can improve we'll we'll pass it on and try his best.
0: Mm, I was going to get a a decent uh view from the other side this week, but uh it looks like uh my contact, Mr. Dan Fox. I'm gonna name and shame him. Mr. Dan Fox has uh, has had a couple too many beers and forgot to watch the game and uh, hasn't left uh hasn't been able to provide me with a, a Wakefield point of view. So he has promised me a an upgrade for the uh, the game at Huddersfield. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see uh if he comes through with that. So uh, right, guys, we'll move on to uh, the Wigan game. We may may do a, an impromptu episode next week, but we'll have a chat about Wigan. So as Jake, you've already mentioned, uh, Zach Hardacre is suspended. Uh, for us, Gave is going to miss, but Ryan Yates returns. Um, what sort of changes would you guys make looking at uh, the game? In, it's not next week, but the week after.
2: Um, so for me, um, Ashton Golden comes in at fullback. Gaskell re- replaces Cogger in the halves. Uh, Yates comes straight back in. Um, I'd look to replace Joe Greenwood um, maybe give Oliver Wilson a chance I've really been impressed with Greenwood um, at all this season um, I do expect him to get better but at the moment I, I don't think he deserves this spot and I'd probably think that Joe Wardle will come in for Owen Trout um, and I think that's about it for me
1: uh, I'm not quite sure I think there'll be some changes I think that's expected after a loss like yesterday Um I agree for me. Ashton Gold, he's slot straight back in at fullback back after he's had his two games at Bradford, uh, which means it'd be a toss-up between Gasky and Cogger to join Caesar in the halves. Um I've been saying I'd probably sit with Cogger, but it could be the one of the players that unfortunately will miss out after a performance like that. Yes, I'm not saying I would, but it could possibly be that. So, yeah, toss-up between Gasky and Cogger there. Um, not sure Joe Wardle... Get back in yet, because Trout's been playing well. One bad game for Trout, I don't think he deserves to be missed out, so I'd, I'd leave Trout in for now. I'll say Gavit out, which Luke Yates will slot straight back in. Like I said before, I think he's our leader in the forwards now. Um, who else is there possibly coming back in? i would keep Joe with him to be honest. Um, I think he's getting better. Just slowly getting better. Um, if he can just sort his mistakes out, I think he'll come good and he's not going to come good on sideline so yeah I just stick with Joe Greenwood for now um, especially for the Wigan game mm-hmm. against his former club he's probably got a point to prove that Wigan won't rid him so hopefully he can if he can plays well as his former team that could kick start his Giants career so uh, yeah golden at fullback Cogro Gaskin the half yeah it's back into the forwards and that's probably about it for me but we could see a few more if, if Water wants to win the changes after performance like yesterday Mm, I'd like to. See. I, mean, we,
2: I mean, we should be able to get rid of the niggles. He mentioned a lot of niggles after the game that, you know, maybe some of the players shouldn't have played and he sort of gave them the benefit of the doubt um, and risked them. Um, you know, he said in hindsight he probably shouldn't have done that, but given that we've got a week off now, you know, that you expect people with niggles to heal up and be ready to go for the Wigan game. In terms of Wigan's team, you know, Hardacre missing. they have got no Bevan French, he was out for six to eight weeks. Um, you know, Jai Field's still out, so they're going to have a young kid, probably Hanley's going to um, play full-back, you know, I think they've still got um, a couple of wingers out, I mean, Manfredi's back, but I think they've still got Bibby on the other wing, aren't they, at the moment, um, gildart is he still out at the moment as well?
1: Yeah, so I think, yeah. like you said, they'll have Hanley at full-back, imagine Manfredi and Bibby on the wings with probably two second rows in Fowler and, Fowl and Isle playing second row, so I think they'll be quite strong out the bat, but Maybe not as agile as Jake Wardle and Latelli, so I'm sure that'd be what what's will we looking at this week. Um, yeah, I should imagine we'll get rid of his niggles. Um just go back to what I said I won't play Joe Wardle. Maybe I because we forgot that Josh Jones one most likely be missing. Yeah. Um, so maybe Joe Wardle'll slot straight back into the second row edge and had a bit of aggress- you know, a bit of aggressive turning as Wigan, which I normally feel when we play Wigan we normally get bullied a bit, so we probably need his forwards to, to step up this game and Really leads, you know, the smoothers and passing. for Wigan, they like to intimidate you and get a your line. And we probably need to match them in the first 20 minutes. That'll be the key against Wigan, I think.
2: The one thing, though, where Wigan will be short is, you know, they usually have quite a bit of pace out wide. They're not going to have that this time. You know, without yeah. French, without Hardacre, you know, they're going to have Farrell and Isa in at centre. You know, they've not got bags of pace, which means the second row's, you know, weakened because we're losing Farrell and Isa. So, you know, we've for me, if you're looking at you know, look through team sheet, you'd have to say well, we we've got the stronger side out. You know, we've, again, we've got to be looking to win now, given the out uh, you know absentees, you know the staff fullbacks and stuff, and you know Addico was not been playing too well to be honest the last few weeks. I don't think it'll be much of a miss, um, but you know Bevan French certainly certainly will be. Liam he ripped us to bits a couple of times uh, last year, didn't he? So um, yeah, I think we've got to be looking to win, but I don't think we will for some reason.
1: I don't think we can go saying We need to be winning. Um, we're going the top of the league out there, second, and only lost one game. So, yeah, I agree. They haven't been playing great and been you know, they scraped past Salford for didn't they? And, so this loss was probably coming. Probably not in the manner of the way they got beat and stuff. And they probably didn't expect that, but the defeat will come in. I probably all the scraped past Catalan and the defeat came against us. But they'll respond. They're they're a class outfit and have nothing but praise me for Wigan. I know a lot of people don't like him but I love the way Wigan play the rugby. They play it hard, they play it aggressive and for me that's what rugby's all about. So I'm a big fan of the Wigan team and the way they play. And Yeah, we can't We're going into this game. I don't think we can expect to win. And I think we've got a chance of winning. But if we lose and we keep it close, then I'll be proud of the team as I just am if, if we win because it's going to be a very tough afternoon or tough evening should I say it's Friday night and it's so a... Fingers crossed we, we get the result, but... Yeah, certainly
0: need a, a performance, uh, uh, you know, in response, don't they? To uh, to Wakefield, I I I agree with what you say about the the team selections. I, I want to see Ashton Golden back at fullback. I think Gaskell's done really well in an attacking sense there, but I I do want to see you know the number one fullback and and that you know him sort of settle with with the backline now. Um, Co- you know, an interesting thing is if Gaskell's leaving and Coggs staying, do you know, that that's the dynamic that you, you're looking at there. Do you throw? Do you throw um do you keep Cogger in because you know potentially he's staying, or do you put Gaskell in, you know, for the short term fix? I, I'm not sure. Um Josh Jones is obviously going to be a miss if he's out injured, so that's gonna be interesting to see who the uh, who they play ahead of of him. Maybe Greenwood gets a, a bit of a reprieve on on that one. But yeah, so prediction wise, um I was gonna say the fullback as well for Wigan Hanley has got some big shoes to fill, hasn't he, in, in more more than more ways than one as well. Um so, Yeah, absolutely. So uh, prediction wise, Nick, um, you said um, potentially a, a close, uh, close fought defeat. Do you think? Or are you going to narrow that one down? Hammer it in.
1: I'll narrow it down. Um, you know what? You I've know never seen you predict a defeat
0: Ian. before, so this is interesting. I'm
1: not going. I'm not <laughs> going to carry. On. I'm not going to predict the defeat. We're going to win by one. I sit by the boys. <laughs> it's a bad afternoon at Wakefield yesterday. And we'll get players back. Um, hopefully, Josh Jones can get fit. But if not, we'll we'll bounce back, win by a point, and. Jacob is singing his praises in two weeks on this podcast, so playing <laughs> he might start believing we're back in playoffs. But I'm sure Jay, because we might get a hammer in it in two weeks.
2: No, I don't think we'll get a hammer in. I think it'll be a really close game, you know, with, with Wigan's absentees, as, as I've said. Um, I think it'll be a hard fought battled out middle. Um, you know, Wigan don't have the biggest set of forwards. Um, and I think that, that you know, bodes us quite well because we seem to do well with teams that don't have big forwards. As you've seen, we wake yest- you know, yesterday with Fifita and stuff. We just can't handle them. Um, struggled against Hull, struggled against Catalan with them big forwards. I think it'll be a close-scoring close game. I'm going to go for a Wigan win by a drop goal. I think it'll end up 17-16, six, Wigan. Do
0: you know what? I'm, I was going to predict Wigan, but I'm going to go Giants by 4 and Darnell to score a hat trick and Jake on the podcast uh, the week after singing Return of the Mac and I think that'll be a a, a fitting way it's to uh, to do that
2: if he plays on the wing, you know if he could easily score a hat trick. Um, you know he's a very good winger, and I don't want to have offended anyone by my comments earlier.
0: <laughs> will you I sing though? Think, if, you he know, do, if he does, if he wins us the game against Wigan, will you sing on this podcast? I think that's what everyone I'll wants to know. I'll
2: sing a song. will sing a <laughs> song. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not saying Daniel's a bad player. You know, if anyone's offended by my comments, I think he's an exceptional winger, really good winger who's getting better and better. Um, I just think he's not a fullback, and he's the more I've seen there. He's just just way off, and uh, hopefully Watson's seen that, and he, uh, you know. If, if if don't do that again, basically, um, you know we've got other players that could have slotted straight in there like uh, Ashil Bot, who now probably ain't going to get a, a chance of playing um, at all. Now Golding's back, you know, because Gaskell will be second choice fullback, so he's even further down picking order, and it's hard to see him unless we get quite a few injuries now till end of the year playing for the Giants at all. Would you agree with that, Nat? <laughs>
0: You changed the subject um, very quickly there, you know didn't you? Out of him, out of him singing. So we've we've nailed that down. That you know, Darnell's going to do the business, and uh, and Jake's singing next week. Let's just re- let's let let's not forget that before you answer that question. Although we've kind of already been there, haven't we? A bit earlier on, but go on.
1: We won't forget it. I won't let Jake forget that we will remind him after a <laughs> game, but we're just texting him. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't think he'll play now. Um, but what I will say is, don't be surprised because. For me, Watson is a bit, I keep saying I think he's a fantastic coach. He's the best in the league for me and he kept doing it at Salford and it he'll keep doing it at us. I just think he'll keep surprising with the team selection. Um, I try and nail down what I think he's gonna pick every week and I'm about four or five players short every week, so it's difficult but I'll I'll just keep saying to me in the process and follow what he's doing and whatever Watson decides with players leaving, players coming, players Getting picked to play and not play, I'll bat Watson to get it right because I believe that he will get it right. So, uh, I'm still in, in whatever Watson
0: believes, we win. I think that's a great place to end the podcast as well. Whatever Watson believes, uh, we will follow and we will win. Uh, so, thanks everybody for for listening again. Don't be shy, uh, pop a message and on especially on the YouTube comments. You know when we uh, tweet or Facebook message this out, you know get involved in the in the comments section as well. Let us know um, what's good. Let us know what's bad, and you know any any feedback for uh, for making this better as well. So thanks again and uh, we'll hit the victory song um, just for a little bit of hope for uh, the forthcoming game against Wigan.